Hey, this is Bill Search. Welcome back to the Man Challenge Podcast. I'm flanked by my good friends, Michael and Brett. Michael, Brett, how are you guys doing today? Doing hey, good. Glad doing to be awesome. with you. Yeah, doing great. Hey, thanks for joining us. We know your time's precious, and we also appreciate that you uh, downloaded and are giving this a listen. In uh, Man Challenge, we like to talk about stuff that relates to men. And uh, in particular, we've heard in this conversation lately about the qualities, the characteristics of the guys that Jesus surrounded himself with. And you know, Jesus had all kinds of people around him. He had people that would like just show up once and never come back again. He had people that came because they thought maybe I'll get a free meal out of it. Maybe they heard about the like the water and the wine thing and decided to show up. You know, there's worse <laughs> reasons to try to find. I'd follow a guy who could turn uh, water into Diet Coke, but uh, that's know, true. Yeah, I hey, believe that. If if you could turn water into something, let's just keep it on the PG scale of non-alcoholic. But uh, if you could. If 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 someone you knew could turn water into sweet tea, sweet tea, okay, Gatorade, Gatorade. Oh, those are good. It's oh, yeah. got to be the lemon lime. It's got to be the original. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And on. I'm talking southern style sweet tea. I oh, mean, not, I, yeah. not just like a little little bit. I want it like thick, like syrup. Let's let's. I'll follow you for that. <laughs> I'm telling you what. If you could turn water into sweet tea, you could be governor of Mississippi. And Alabama at the same time. Unanimously so. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get off politics. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so there were people that surrounded Jesus, but what we're really focused in on and intrigued with are like the 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 inner circle of Jesus. You know, uh, the twelve guys that Jesus marked, set aside, invited in. Uh, I affectionately call them his travel team because they traveled around with him. And so uh, we pick up the story. A lot of times we don't think about where they came from, but the Gospels actually give us a little like snapshot where at least a couple of them came from. And we know that uh, we know that at least a few of them came from John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist was like the man. If you were trying to grow spiritually, you could either go to Jerusalem and study under one of the great academic minds of that time. The Apostle Paul did that, Gamaliel. He was in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. He tells us that. But you could also go to John the Baptist. And if you didn't have good tuition money, or if you had just fire in you, and you were like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to study the old manuscripts, but I certainly want to catch fire. John the Baptist was your guy. And so... uh, and so it's interesting is that John the Baptist, uh, this is verse 29 of John 1, it tells us that the next day John, that is John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then he gives like a little, you know, mini sermonette. And it, then it says in verse 35, he says, the next day John was there again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following him and asked, what do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? I love that. This is like a like an honest question. Uh, that's really what they were saying. Uh, where are you staying? <laughs> they didn't know what to say. And he just says, come and you'll see. So they went there uh, to see where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. And it was about four in the afternoon. And in verse 40, it says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard what John had said and had followed Jesus. So, in other words, uh, amongst the two disciples, we're left to the, you know, Andrew, and it doesn't name the second, which is probably the biography 
giver here, the author of this gospel, John. So we think, we're pretty confident that the two disciples with Jesus are John the Apostle and Andrew. First two that like take steps towards following Jesus. And what's interesting about it is that uh, these are guys that the later in the scriptures we learn they're fishermen. They're, they're fishermen from Capernaum, Sea of Galilee. Now in this story, they're in like the Jordan River Valley, which isn't real far away, but it's not real close either, meaning they had to like get out of the boat. They had to sacrifice time away from their work. They couldn't be in the fishing boat. They maybe gave up income in order to be there at John the Baptist camp, meaning in order to just be around the spiritual fire, they had to sacrifice something, something they had to brush aside. So um, just uh, opening question is what, what gets in the way of accomplishing a goal in your life? Man, for me, and and I've self-diagnosed myself as ADD, okay. and so this is not a real true diagnosis, but yeah. like I just see something shiny, and I follow it, or you know something new. Your phone dings, you you get in, and like two hours later, you've um, just wasted a whole lot of time chasing a rabbit hole that you just you never yeah. knew that you needed to find out about. So it's just one of those things that for me, I, I just see something else. And um, you know, just just go that direction. I can see even see this in one of my kids. Yeah. Um, does it on a regular basis? Is like, hey, how come you haven't put your shoes up? And I don't know why it's the shoes for me. Yeah. How come you haven't <laughs> put your shoes up? Well, it's like I did. I got distracted. I did this. I did that. So I, I get just distracted very easy, and it keeps yeah. me from finishing a lot of the things that I've started. Um, especially like projects. Like I have the hardest time finishing a project because I've got another project that I that I'm ready to start on, and even though I'm not finished with this one. I'd like to start the next one because I'm yeah. tired of this one. So, you know, sometimes you get tired of something and, and want to start something new or something else. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, yeah, I'm sure that somebody listening right now is like, amen, that's me, ADD, self-diagnosed. Oh, yeah. Brett? <laughs> uh, for me, it would be just myself. I get in the way. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll reprioritize uh my time to, to try to focus on it, but then I'm too hard on myself yeah. if I slip up or if I uh, don't get something accomplished that I'm trying to get, sure. you know, that, that smaller goal to my end goal. If I don't yeah. get that taken care of, um, I'll beat myself up too much and then it's be like, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to switch goals now. Yeah. I'm gonna try something different. So. Oh, totally relate. Anybody, uh, any of you relate to the, like being paralyzed by the choice? Oh, like, there's absolutely. Just, there's just like, yeah, I've got, I've got four goals in front of me. Which one do I start? Uh, I'll find a fifth one. <laughs> right. Mine's even like analysis paralysis as oh. you start to get in. And, and yeah. you could do it a yeah. lot of different ways. It's like, right. how, do you, how do you do it? All right. So taking that question a little, little a bit deeper, I think the average guy listening to this right now is listening because, one, he loves the sound of our voices. Absolutely. Who right? wouldn't? I know, right? However, the other reason the guys listen, Michael, you didn't agree with that. Michael, Michael was just like, that is the dumbest thing ever. I'm listening to my voice in, in some headphones right now, and you're crazy if that's the reason you're here. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm guessing that the real reason a guy listens in isn't because of the sound of our voices. I'm guessing that the real reason a guy listens in is because he wants to go deeper spiritually. Like there's something in him that says, I want to take another step in my faith. I want to grow 
so uh, here are two guys, Andrew and John, and uh, there's bar- there were barriers in their spiritual growth. I mean, they had jobs, they had things going on, and yet they sort of had to brush those aside for the moment and go to John the Baptist, and they were John the Baptist's disciples, so they didn't just show up. They were like with John. They were around John's campfire. They were part of John's travel team, if he had one. So they gave up. They sacrificed. There were things that got in their way, and somehow they got around those things that got in their way. So what are the things that get in a guy's way where he says, you know, I want to grow spiritually, but... I want to go deeper in my walk with God, but what are some of those things that get in a guy's way? Oh man, this is the easy one. Time, mm-hmm. it, as a guy, especially if you if you're married, you have kids, or if you're in a career or whatever it is you're doing, maybe even studying. Time is really important, and it's the one thing that you can't get more of, and it's the one thing you can't save up. And so there are so many things that are pulling at your time, and I can actually determine if I've scheduled myself well, if I haven't overcommitted and and those kind of things, because I look at the first two things that go in my life are taking care of myself physically and then taking care of myself spiritually. Mm. For some reason, those are always the first two things to yeah, go. Right. And if you haven't planned and prioritized your time well, yeah. then you're going to let those go. And you can even let think, things like sloth, like sleep, get in the way of that too. And that's just poor time management and, and, so, um, and prioritization. And so yeah. that, that's something that's just really, really quickly, easily done is that time thing. And there's so many things that you think about in your life right now that you could, you could invest all your time in and still probably not be done with it either. Yeah. And so that's, I think, a really hard thing for us to do is to keep that prioritization of what we really need to do yeah. um, and take care of. And, and I've just outed myself, really the first two things that probably should be number one and number two, or definitely should be number one and number two on my list, are the first, <laughs> the last two things, or the the things that, that end up just going away quickly just because you have that hair on fire or you've sure. got that boss in front of you yeah. that's... You know, my boss is great, but I'm sure, especially if he's listening. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's a perfect boss. Let's talk about how great the boss he's is. He's so great. Awesome. <laughs> Brett, what would you say? What gets in a guy's way of accomplishing his spiritual goals? I would say maybe not knowing exactly where to start. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, right someone is looking at, you know, maybe someone like in your your position and you know, how, how much knowledge you have about the Bible and it's a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they don't, they don't know where to start. And you, you know, some people might say, Hey, just, well, just, you just got to start reading, just start reading the Bible. Yeah. But that's not really the right answer. You don't just no. you know, especially if you're, you got to have a plan. Right. Right. And yeah. try to execute that plan. You know, in the Marine Corps, what they talked about was um, to get through boot camp was, you didn't take it day by day. You took it chow to chow. So chow oh, yeah. hall to chow hall, right? So the first chow hall, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning, you're eating, and then all you got to do is think about, okay, I just need to make it to lunch. If I can just make it to lunch. I still I'm think good, that way, Brett. Right? That's, and then that's after still lunch, my thought. If I can just make it to dinner, and then you're done, right, for the day. And then it's like, okay, I just need to fall asleep and make it to breakfast, you yeah. know, and do that every day. Yeah. You know that's such a yeah it's such a good 
insight there that that sometimes like we quit before we start because it's like I don't I don't know where to start. And Michael, I think you're right. I think uh, a guy the first place that he cheats is in his own life. Like that's a guy doesn't exercise. A guy doesn't uh, take care of his spiritual self. And part of it is, is it almost feels virtuous to just devote yourself to other people. But sometimes those are just true. And sometimes those are lies we tell ourselves. We're like, oh, just I'm taking care of the family with the career, but actually I'm just putting in extra hours because I know how to do that. And I feel intimidated, as you said, Brett, with this other area. You know, I don't, I, I remember as a kid hearing pastors get up and preach and they'd talk about the, 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 you know, they'd read a verse in the Bible and then they'd start to like explain it. And I just remember thinking, I, I, I felt like shaking my Bible out going, where's he getting that from? Is it, <laughs> is it trapped in the dust of this thing? Yeah. Like, how does he know that? And so that's actually part of my own personal call to ministry is I was just super, super curious about how the Bible was put together. But you certainly don't have to go away to college in order to grow in your faith. You have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere sensible. And and uh, and so it is interesting. Ezekiel, right? Ezekiel. Start with Ezekiel. <laughs> Leviticus or, is a top seller. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I think that's a good... And I think you, you made a really good point is to, to have a plan, you yeah. know, to start in something. Yeah. And I remember if, if you're intimidated by the Bible and aren't sure kind of even where to start, the book of John is a great yeah. place to that's start. Right. If that's you've right. never read it before, and it's really odd because it's in the middle. Yeah. And unless you're reading like a murder mystery and you right. like to read the last page, right. it feels weird <laughs> right. starting in the middle. Yeah. But John's a great a great place to that's accessible. Yeah. Um, it 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 speaks in a narrative. We're, right. we're actually getting a lot of the stuff that we're talking about today right. in the book of John. So yeah. if if you want to know where to start, that's yeah. a great place to right. start. Yeah, um, and if right you off. get and if you get to a spot and you're like, I don't get this, think of like, I got to make it to Chow. That's right. You know, like, like okay, that. just get through it. Just you know, I remember the first time I read John is a young person. It starts and first I had a King James Bible, so uh, that made it extra special because oh, yeah. I don't read William Shakespeare very well, and that's you know the King James with all respect was written when William Shakespeare was writing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Bill Shakespeare, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Billy Shakespeare, he was great. Um, but but the John one starts with you know in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And I remember as a kid reading that like what word? Like I don't get it. I was thinking like the word word, right? So I was like, uh, uh, like the word green or the word lake <laughs> or the word, what word was with God and was God? Like, it just was so confusing. To Is me this a bird? Is bird the word? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And and just, uh, just not to give anything away, but the word is Jesus, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which actually reminds me of an old Sunday school joke, you know? It's sure. a little kid is uh, in Sunday school and his teacher gets up and says, you know, what's... Uh, What's brown has a fuzzy tail and and uh, and hides nuts for the winter, and the little boy raises his hand. He goes, "It sounds like a squirrel, but I'm going to go with Jesus." Because <laughs> you know? it's Sunday it's school. A, it's Sunday school, man. It's always a safe ender. It's always a safe. It answer. is a safe uh-huh. answer. Right, yeah. right, right. When in doubt, uh, Jesus. When in doubt, Jesus. So in the beginning was the Word. Guess what? 
it's Jesus. It is. It is Jesus. And well, the context kind of gives that away. But to your point, Michael, not to not to be too funny about it, but to your point, start with something like the Gospel of John, where it's just, uh, or start with like the Gospel of Mark. It's short and it's all action. Mark is action, action, action. Uh, mm-hmm. If you like history, go to Matthew and mm-hmm. and read. There's so much history that's intertwined in Matthew and. Uh, Luke, most people don't realize, and no, I mean, I didn't know it until I was in college, but Luke is uh, volume one and Acts is volume two. So you could read Luke and Acts. At one time, those two books were sewn together. Mm-hmm. John uh, John got, uh, you know, right in the middle of Luke and Acts, so it doesn't read mm-hmm. that way in our Bible, but... But uh, that's exactly how it was. But either way, you know, you start somewhere. I like what you said there, guys, because that uh, I think that helps a man uh, is is sort of we gotta we gotta identify what the barriers are, and then address them. Mm-hmm. And that might be it. Might be something as simple as God. What's the barriers? Help me get past these barriers. You know, through the power of your Spirit, help me get past these barriers. So, all right, now I don't want us to get lost on that one question because. So Andrew, there's a neat thing about Andrew. It's a cool quality about Andrew. Andrew's one of the 12 disciples. He's part of Jesus' travel team. Andrew, whenever he shows up in the Bible, is always bringing somebody to Jesus. In the the latter part, when Jesus is about to feed a multitude, uh, they they need some food for Jesus to bless, to divide, that ends up miraculously multiplied. And Andrew brings a little boy with his lunch. Hopefully he asked the kid, hey, can we borrow your lunch? Trust me, it's going to work out. I've been with this guy for a while. But Andrew brings his brother, and this is in John 1, And to me, it's one of the most beautiful verses in the Bible where, where John says, uh, he, he's, he's recording this little quick speech. And when, when Peter meets Jesus, his name's not Peter yet. It says, uh, it, Jesus meets him, and he says, you are Simon, you will, Simon, son of John. So he gives him a, you know, not John the Baptist, but John was a super popular name then as it is now. So you're Simon, son of John, you will be Cephas, which means, and in parentheses, we read it in our English Bible, which means uh, Peter or Petrus. And so he, he sees who he is, Simon, and he gives him a new name, which uh, in a recent discussion, some guy said, oh, that's pretty bold. The first time he meets him, like, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> you know, that is yeah. kind of funny. Can you imagine walking up like you meet some guy for the first time? I'm not calling you Michael. I'm calling you Tim. <laughs> From now on, you're Tim. Uh, funny enough, that's actually happened to me before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends on who the guy is, I suppose. Yeah. You know? you but know? it wasn't a nice name like Tim. No. <laughs> now, most, most men have a story about that. Yeah. This is a great name. In fact, here's what's fun is it's the name Peter. Uh Peter, or in Greek, Petrus, it's rock. That's all. That's what it means, rock. That's all it means. It, And as far as scholars can tell, until John 1.42, until this scene down by the river, Jor- the Jordan River Valley, until this time, to, to the knowledge of scholars, nobody was called rock. It was just not a name. It was a thing. There's a Petrus over there. Not There's that guy over there. Now, what's funny is Peter's one of the most popular names in like history since that time. That's a pretty cool name. It, it is. is a pretty cool name, Peter. Yeah. You know, actually, if you think about it, like if you're if you're listening and your name's Peter, how cool is that 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 Jesus like invented your name? Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All I'm, I can think of is, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool name. Yeah. He's kind of. That's tough. He is kind of tough. I like The Rock. Wish I had another son. I'd name him The Rock. The Rock. Uh huh. That's but a not Peter, just Rock. Yeah, but you'd have to always say it with a certain voice, like, The Rock. <laughs> you really would. I mean, you can't be like, this is The Rock. <laughs> you, that just wouldn't work. But but anyhow, um, so I, w- here's what's interesting about it is, at that point, Simon is anything but The Rock. And if you read the Gospels, if you know his story, it is a long journey before he's anything resembling the solidity, the strength, the fortitude of a rock. It takes him a while to get there. There are days when he wakes up and he's like the rock, and then by mid-afternoon he's Simon again. Right. And uh, and I I just so relate to that. You know, they, they, there's the person that I was, and then there's the person I'm becoming. And oh, that person I was showed up again, and then there's the person I'm becoming. But I, I bring this up. So here's the question, and this is a question for you listening. But I'd love for you guys to to speak into this. When God sees you. What's the potential that he sees in you? You go first. It's, it's, un, it's unmezurable. <laughs> this, is, this is hard. And, and I think that it's such a great question to, to think about for yourself is my, my immediate mind just goes, I'll never be that guy. Right. And it almost makes me, you know, kind of back to our first question. It's like, I'll, why even try? It's kind of sure. where, I, where I think, but it's like, but why not? Right, and there is it, it's a good opportunity to just to think about well, what's what's my potential, and where am I not meeting that right now, right. and what are some things that I can do to eradicate or redivert some of my efforts and what I'm doing now to be yeah. the person that that I have the potential for, and I think you look at you look at you know a young child, yeah, who is just could be anything, yeah. And it's so amazing the potential that they have. And as they get older, they don't get as cute. And that potential doesn't doesn't isn't yeah. as wide at least. Um, but I think that that we can we can think about that on ourselves is though we're not as cute as a little kid anymore and the possibilities aren't quite as wide. You could be president, you could invent right. a new vaccine or right. whatever it is. Right. Um, that that you you do have the potential to fully be what God has envisioned and equipped you to do. And so it's great to think about even, okay, well, what, what's going on in my life? Do I need to reprioritize? Yeah. And I, I've talked about that, so maybe that's something I need to do in my own life right. uh, to enact and, and get closer to the things sure. that, that God has a potential for me. And so I have a huge fear, fear of failure. Um, yeah. This is uh, something that that's just kind of really driven my life a lot, yeah. but it shouldn't stop you from trying to work towards what that is. Right. You know, isn't that's a... Kind of going along with that potential, right? It's, it's like I, th- I think about what God sees in me, and God's, you know, got this plan for me in the next ten years, and I can't even fathom what that is. And I know that if I knew those plans, right, I yeah. wouldn't even try. I'd be too scared right. to even attempt yeah. it. Um, and and it's just like as parents, right? We all have kids here. You know, you see that potential in your kids, just like God sees potential in you. Sure. And even though we're telling our kids, like you said, you could be uh, the, a president, you could be an attorney, you could, you know, there's so much out there. You could be a great teacher or yeah. whatever. Right. And and they don't they don't believe it or even yeah. see it in themselves right now. And I really see like for me that God's doing the same thing in me. He's like, I see all this in you, 
but I'm only going to give you little glimpses here and there as I continue, as you continue down this path. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I would say in 10 years from now, I would love to, um, definitely be deeper in my walk with Christ, but I always look at people's Bibles, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I look at people's Bibles and, uh, for, for years I was a guy that I didn't want to write in my Bible. I didn't earmark like right. corners. I didn't do anything. I, it wanted to be pristine, right? Yeah. But then I started looking at people's Bibles uh, that who were, who were really into the Word and were very educated in uh, the Bible, and it was worn, yeah. right? It looked right like it had been through some battles, yeah. right? It was highlighted. There was, you know, pen marks all in it, yeah. you know, notes all in it. And uh, I, I was like, you know what? In 10 years, I want my Bible to look like that. Yeah. You know, I wanted to know that I've been through some battles. Right. You know, and it was fought through the word of That's God good. and through prayer. Right. That's so good. You know, it actually is a great reminder because sometimes what we do is we, you know, we still rely on electronic Bibles, the version app, which is terrific. Yeah. Uh, I use it. But you're right, Brett, is there's something about having the tangible Bible in your hand that you score up, that you write little notes in, that you write uh, life passages in, uh, you write, uh, you know, it's just goals in, all kinds of stuff. I've right. got a one-year Bible that's that's set up so that it has daily incremental Bible readings. So now, in my own mind, Jeremiah is associated with September and October because that's when I get to Jeremiah. Right. And Isaiah is associated with uh, October, November because that's when I read Isaiah. But all this to say is I anticipate and I look forward to these, and, and I've got, it has wide margins so you can write notes in, so you can write like self-reflective thoughts. And what's cool about that thing is year after year, I you know, every year on a particular anniversary, I come across a note right. or a prayer or, and I, and it almost takes me back and it shows me God's faithfulness in right. it. There, you know, there's something in this that we, we, we know, Brett, I think you said it about our kids. We know that if they put incremental effort into something over time, mm -hmm. it's all going to add up. Right. right. Like if if we could go back in time, we'd all invest more in our youth, right? I Absolutely. mean, we'd put more money aside in retirement because now we know how compounding interest really works and it works out pretty nicely when the market's good. <laughs> right. Right. But overall, it performs pretty well if you if you uh, uh, you put enough aside. And, you know, you go back and you're like, oh, why did I buy that house stereo that I eventually gave to Goodwill? I could have invested that money, you know, all those things. What it's, it's those little incremental things. If we did those little incremental things, they add up. Yeah. Well, and, and so if a person has like a big spiritual goal and they're like, Hey, one incremental thing I'm going to do is read a good, solid, widely recommended Christian book. In addition to my regular Bible reading, I'm going to, I'm going to read that book and, and I don't read a book now, but I'm going to read six books next year. Or starting now, I'm going to try to read a book every other month. That's a very accomplishable goal. I remember when I was like, all right, I want to read a book a month. And then it was like, I want to read two books a month. And I and now, thanks to the help of Audible and <laughs> reading, like standard books, I, I read a, a little over a book a week. And I say that, and it doesn't seem real. 
but that was a goal. I made incremental, and and by and large, those are books that are helping me go deeper in my faith. Well, and what I like about what Brett said is he, he kind of talked about a goal is like, I want to be deeper in my spiritual faith. Yeah. And we know that by reading God's word, you're going to do that. And yeah. you talked about a lagging indicator of the goal that you're moving towards, which is Bible reading. And we can actually go back and look at your Bible, how marked up it is and be able to tell what that is. And so when you create those patterns, like I hate goals. January is my least favorite month because my wife always (laughs) suggests that I make goals and I tell her I don't want to, which it it is what it is. Um, But what I do like is introducing new habits um, or uh, or ratcheting up some of those habits that you're currently doing, which is kind of what we're talking about. And think about, you know, what, what are some of those things they're going to do? And, um, in, in the Wesleyan faith that they're called means of grace. Yes. We can look at some of those means of grace, or if you, if you come from some other traditions, they're also called disciplines, spiritual disciplines. What are some of those things that you can do to position yourself well to, um, reach the potential, yeah. you know, and, and regardless of what the goal is, if you've made some headway along towards it or put some yeah. things and patterns in your life to move in that direction, you're going to be closer to it, yeah. um, which is better than you are today. Right. Such good. I mean, that is, it's, it, it, it is rather than think, uh, you know, how to accomplish some massive thing in a long weekend, you just think, well, I could I could start with this. I could start very simple, achieve that very simple thing. It makes me think of a, a commencement speech I heard. I think it was Admiral McRaven, I think is his name. He, he retired from the Navy and ended up uh, president of one of the Texas universities. But uh, his, it was, um, his first rule was like, every day when you wake up, make your bed. Yeah, right. And what he said was, and I... When I heard that speech, I started doing it. You start every day making the bed, and you make the bed as nicely as you can because you've now accomplished one thing. Right. You can say something that you've done well. I've done something well today. Yeah, it was that's something. great. That's a book. It's uh yeah. it's called Make Your Bed. That's it. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, make, it's a good book. That's a it's, it's a, a great book. great name for a book, yeah. Make Your Bed. But uh but that concept is hey, here's something very simple with a cup of coffee open up God's Word, read a chapter, read a, read a little bit of the Gospel of John. You know, John, there's a good example here. John is uh, 21 chapters long. And so if you read three chapters of John every day, you could read the Gospel of John in one week. In one week. And if you did that every day for a month, you've read the Gospel of John four times. If you did that just over the course of a few months, you would know that Gospel the like the the ins and outs of that probably better than a lot of pastors because you'd have spent so much time and it and it would give you a confidence in your faith that you could easily this that's easy that's right. not hard three chapters of john maybe maybe takes 10 minutes to read right maybe yeah i mean if you're a super slow reader 15 but what's 15 minutes right. i mean really what's 15 minutes that's nothing and uh, you'll feel better than if you start your day reading the news. That's for sure. For <laughs> sure. Right? For sure. So, well, you know, it, uh, I want to kind of draw us to a close with this idea. I heard this from Tony Evans like 20 years ago. Tony Evans is a, a preacher from the Dallas area. 
just a terrific, terrific preacher. You can Google Pastor Tony Evans. You can find his stuff. You can listen to his podcast. He's terrific. But uh, he has this thing where I remember him saying, he was talking about spiritual maturity or spiritual growth. And he said, it's guaranteed, but it's not automatic. And the example he used is you could go out and buy a top-of-the-line, greatest-of-all refrigerators that, like, chills food perfectly to a temperature, have it delivered, installed in your kitchen. But if you don't plug it into the electrical outlet, it's not going to cool anything. Right. And in fairness to Tony Evans, it took him, like, five minutes, and he built up this illustration beautifully, if only, as only he can do. But I'm just giving you the just the just the thumbnail sketch of that one. But the idea is, is, you know, God wants to work with you. It, he, it, the Spirit of God wants to see you grow. He wants to see you take big steps towards spiritual maturity, which will give you confidence for life. It'll give you confidence in your relationships. It's going to give you confidence in your work. It's going to get a, It's going to give you eternal confidence, right? So God wants that for you. You want that for you, but it is not automatic, God doesn't just by osmosis think, well, he's sleeping for six hours. While he's sleeping, I'm going to just download like the matrix, all kinds of good godly thoughts in his head. And especially after you've just spent three hours streaming some foolish series on Netflix, that's what you're going to dream about. You're not going to think about things of God as you're sleeping there. But if you give him your time, give him some of your time, it's pretty remarkable what he'll do. Not not automatic, but it is guaranteed. So guys listening, as you're thinking uh thinking through this stuff with us, you know, you just ask yourself, what are the barriers that are keeping you from accomplishing your spiritual goals? And then wrestle with that bigger question, which is when God sees you down the road, you know, ten years from now, twenty years from now, what do you look like? What is he shaping you into? So there you go. Those are your questions to ponder. Michael Brett, thanks for uh, your wise input in Man, all this yeah. today. It's so good to think about these things. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we look forward to joining you again on the next Man Challenge podcast. I'm your host, Bill Search. You got Michael Foster and Brett Williams. All right. Until next time, God bless.